0: G'day and welcome back to the Exceptional Sales Leader Podcast. Darren Mitchell here on this beautiful Monday, the first day of a brand new week. Last day, last Monday in the month of May, 29th of May, 2023. Trust you and your team are having and enjoying an exceptional, exceptional May. And if not, hopefully you're planting some seeds that will turn June into an extraordinary month. And for many of us, the end of the financial year. Uh, it's been a little bit of time since I was back on the microphone, there's been a little bit of a hiatus, or hiatus, depending on which, which part of the country you come from, uh, hasn't been self-inflicted, it's actually been inflicted by just simply the volume of work that I've had, which is a good thing, uh, but unfortunately it's meant that I've had time away from the microphone, and so I've been itching and itching to get back into it. So we are back, we are back, uh, a few episodes to hit this week, a uh, brand new episode with a fantastic uh, interviewee. It's going to be launching later today, so look out for that, and uh, some more interviews coming up in the next couple of weeks as well. So very much look forward to continuing to share, hopefully, the gold and helping you and your team on your quest to be exceptional in what you do, and the process you become an exceptional sales leader. So uh, it's been a little bit of time since our last podcast, so just a quick reminder before we jump into today's topic. If, uh, if you're loving the podcast, if you're getting lots of value, please take some time to rate the show makes it easier for others just like you to find the show, and also if there's people in your sphere of influence who you believe could benefit from listening to this particular podcast, then please feel free to share it with them, and maybe also encourage them to subscribe to the show. So pressing subscribe on the platform you're listening to, and of course, if you're on the Apple platform, the simple uh, follow button, which will enable me to let you know when new episodes are up and ready to be listened to, digested, and hopefully implemented. So in today's episodes, we start the brand new week. Uh, becoming the leader that your team needs you to be. A really interesting topic and one that I don't think enough sales leaders in particular spend enough time really consciously thinking about. Because uh, all the work that I'm doing with uh, with leaders right now, there's a lot of leaders who are very, very good, almost experts if you like, at creating the to-do list, all the projects, all the things, all the activities that have to be done in order to drive the number in the direction that uh, they want, but also that their uh, senior executives want. But very few of them stop to think about, okay, in the process of doing that, who is it that I need to be? So for some, the concept of a to-be list is uh, is quite a strange concept, but it is uh, nonetheless one of those clear differentiators that if we get dialed in on what it is and who it is that we need to be, often the things that we do can be significantly more easier, and at least when you're doing some of these things, uh, if you know how it is you need to be in those particular situations, you can actually do things with a lot greater purpose, and funnily enough, when that happens, there tends to be better results, and those results often over time, if consistent, can now become sustainable as well. So if I think about this, and I was thinking about this over the weekend, actually, if there's one thing that's come out of the last three years, apart from the fact that there's been the world turned upside down for many people, because who would have thought, you know, even four years ago, there'd be this thing called COVID and a global pandemic that would pretty much shut the world down. But one thing that's become really, really clear to me over the last three years is the world feels. A lot smaller. If you think about the sheer volume of news and information that's now being thrust in front of our eyes every single day and being front of mind globally, it's almost been like any other time in history. And with this, has come a huge amount of focus and a much sharper focus on leadership. Now, to say that there is, and this is my opinion, to, sh- to say that there is a huge void in quality leadership around the world right now would be a massive understatement. Now, for young people with ambitions, and I talk to a lot of young people in individual contributor roles who are looking for the opportunity to perhaps broaden their horizon and make make a statement on their organization, take on some responsibilities of leadership. For young people who have these ambitions of leading others into the future, unfortunately, in the vast majority of cases, they do not have great role models and examples of leaders to emulate. The role models do not model, in many cases, the great leadership behaviors, and even more concerning, there is a fear that these young people observe the current leaders and believe that this is leadership, and it's not now. I'm not a political animal, but if you just see of how some of our political leaders have been behaving and acting over the last three years, it is nothing short of disgraceful. Seeing leaders of political parties, or even senior members of political parties, taking it almost as their key mission to deflect responsibility, to allocate blame to others, to make the I guess, the conversation very personal and a very, very selfish approach. And I, I I grieve for that because I look at what I do on a daily basis and talk about the fact that as leaders, it is not about us, never has been, and never will be. It's all about the people, and we need to be thinking about how we can best serve our people. And then I look at some of these political people and think they are not there for the people. They say they are. They say that they are representing their constituents, and they're looking after the benefit and the welfare of their people, but the vast majority of them are very, very self-serving. And I agree for this because people are looking at these particular individuals, and particularly given they're in the limelight most days, uh, the media doesn't help with this either. There are people who are thinking about leadership and looking at these people and thinking, okay, if I want to be a leader, if I want to be in a position where I can influence and maybe make some change, you you might start off with the greatest of intentions. They're looking at these models, role models thinking, well, this is how I have to behave. This is how I have to be. And it is not. It is not that at all. We need to change the narrative. What we need is we need leaders to step up and provide a different and a better example of what real leadership is. And this starts with me, and it starts with you. And it's one of the key reasons why I started this podcast three years ago, particularly in the sales realm, because even with this, I saw so many sales leaders around different different organizations who... Uh, for all intents and purposes, were the command and control type leaders. I wouldn't even call them leaders. They were manage. They were managers. They were literally puppets in the big game of uh, of the big game of puppetry, whatever that means. But uh, they weren't necessarily thinking for themselves. Their approach was do as I say, not as I do. Uh, and they wondered why they didn't have an environment where people trusted them. And they wondered why they weren't getting results that ultimately they said they wanted. Now, the good news is there is the opportunity to make a vast change and it might take some time, but there's a number of us and hopefully you're listening to this and you're one of them who is prepared to stay the course because it's the right thing to do. What we need across the world and particularly in business is we need ethical sales leadership brought back into every single organization. Now, if we can do that, and granted, there'll still be challenges, there'll still be obstacles, there'll still be elements where uh, ethical leadership is not necessarily the forefront. But if we can get to a point where just about every single business on the planet is operating from an ethical standpoint, then uh, the business, but also communities in the world, is going to be in a much, much better place moving forward. So it's time for us as leaders to become the leader that your team needs and your team deserves. Now, as a bit of a challenge i'm going to ask you how often do you sit down and really think about this because if you're like most sales letters you're very very good at putting the to do list together not as great at putting the to be list together so some things to think about today as we begin the brand new week and just to reflect on and think okay i might be really good at doing stuff i might be really good at creating you know meetings or doing zoom calls or running a sales meeting or running a conversation and negotiation with a client But do I really sit down and consciously think about, well, how do I need to be and who do I need to be in each of those individual situations? So if this is something you haven't necessarily given a huge amount of conscious thought to, then uh, give yourself the gift of uh, spending some time this week reflecting on this, but also give the gift to your team. Because if we can sit down and become a lot more conscious and a lot more intentional with who we need to be and the leader that our team needs to be, then all of a sudden, some things can manifestly change within the environment, including, but certainly not limited to, the results that you generate. So it's time to become the leader that your team needs and deserves. So here's some things to consider. Number one, it is time to lead with immovable integrity. Now, when I talk to leaders and I talk about this concept of integrity, just about every single person says, yep, I have the, I have impeccable integrity. And that's fine, let's say that, but if I actually had a camera crew following you around everywhere, would we see that there was immovable integrity in absolutely everything you do? Because this actually points to your character. So when nobody is watching, do you do the right thing or do you do what is comfortable? And so do you actually take shortcuts? So the first thing is it's time to lead with immovable integrity. Number two, it is time to double down on building trust with your team and earning the right to lead them not relying on the leadership title. Now, I am sick to the back teeth of the number of people who are getting into sales leadership positions in particular and thinking that the title is going to give them all the power and influence that they've been craving for so many years. And often when they get that title, their thought thought process around leadership is to effectively tell people what to do. And they, unfortunately, in their head, think they're doing some great influencing, doing some great leadership, uh, exploration, and in some cases, actually coaching their team. It reminds me of the time when I was back at Telstra and we had the uh, year of the coach and a lot of the sales leaders across the country could not wait for the year of the coach to finish because then they could go back to their comfortable life of leading the team as they always had because they were really, really, uh, let's just say, uncomfortable with having their feet firmly placed next to the fire because what they were not doing is they were not coaching So doubling down on building trust and understanding that we've got to earn the right to lead our team, we've got to earn the right to be trusted by a team, and it's not about the leadership title. Number three, it is time to speak less and do more. A leader who knows the way, shows the way, and goes the way, courtesy of Mr. John Maxwell. Great leaders know that it is not about the amount of knowledge they have, it's about the questions they can ask and the environment they create where people become curious to want to know more? The other part of this is also being really conscious on your role modeling and hence knowing the way, going the way and showing the way. It is not about um, speaking from the rooftops and saying, hey, follow me. It is about just getting in and doing what's required. And sometimes we talk about the concept of jumping in the trenches, rolling up the sleeves and getting done what needs to be done. Now, you might be sitting there thinking, well, hang on a second. You've just talked about this title of this podcast episode being it's time to Become the leader that your team needs you to be, and we talk about this to-be list rather than a to-do list, and you're now talking about doing things. Well, what I am talking about in this concept is not necessarily talking the big game and then doing something completely different, understanding that you are a role model, and part of the role modeling is to be a certain type of person and have certain attributes, and part of that is to roll up the sleeves. Don't make a big deal about it and just get stuff done, because people will emulate what they see in front of them, not necessarily what they hear from their leader. Point number four, it is time to invest more time being more visible to your team and less time being visible to your superiors. This is a huge one. Uh, John Maxwell often talks about this concept of walking slowly through the crowd. Now, I keep saying to leaders all the time that the greatest gift you can give your team is the gift of your attention. So spend time with them. Now, you don't have to necessarily have an agenda when you go and speak to them. But if you've got a, an open plan area and you've got an office or you've got an area where you need to walk past your team on a regular basis, then please take the time to be visible. Take the time to engage with them. Don't be locked away behind closed doors where nobody can see you. Now, often people say to me, well, if I go out and talk to my team, what am I going to talk to them about? Well, you're a human being. You're an adult. You'll work it out. It doesn't have to be anything specific about business. How about you just start asking questions to be interested? in your team. And how's this for a concept? Often, your team is not necessarily interested in what you're going to be asking. They just want to know that you're visible because that in itself can provide a level of comfort for your team to know that their leader and their sales lead is around in the environment. So be more visible and understand that being more visible often translates into your team thinking and believing that you actually care about them as a person. Now, you need to do that genuinely because you can't fake that Because remember, one of the key questions your team are asking about you all the time is, do you generally care about me as a person? And I've got to say, if you as a leader are spending far too much time leading upwards, managing upwards, trying to be visible to your superiors, thinking that's going to help project your career and propel your career forward, then you've got another thing coming. So be more visible to your team. Point number five, it's time to have the conversations that you know you need to have rather than avoiding them. Now, wouldn't it be great if every single day it was just full, filled with great conversations, great opportunities, and all the things were fantastic? Well, the fact is stuff is going to happen, and often stuff is going to happen that will be unpalatable. And as a leader, we have to be able to lean into the conversations that we know we need to have, because if it's there to help, if it's there to develop people, then there shouldn't be any reason why they, that wouldn't be received by the person in that with that same intention. So Unfortunately, I see many, many sales leaders trying to avoid having the difficult conversations, particularly around performance. And in fact, I had a leadership discussion last week with a group of leaders, and we're talking about the performance reviews at the end of the financial year. And now that we're coming up against the end of the financial year, now is the time It's very, very topical for a lot of different organizations. And for some organizations, the leaders are having their first and only conversation with their team Uh, for the whole year around performance. And they wonder why it's such a difficult conversation. Well, the fact is they should have been having one-on-one conversations and having the conversations when they needed to have the conversations when something happened so they could actually nip it in the bud and get the performance back on track really quickly rather than leave it until the end of the financial year. And a lot of leaders unfortunately make the excuse, oh, I'm just too busy. I'm just too busy doing other things. Well, what they're busy Is navel gazing. They're busy probably looking upwards and try to manage their superiors' expectations where they should be spending more time investing in the quality conversations with their people on a daily basis, which means that they're going to be some conversations that might be challenging to have. But nonetheless, what good leaders will do and great leaders will do is they know they need to have the conversation irrespective of how they feel. And the funny thing about that is the more conversations they have closer to the time when they need to have it the less surprises that happen, and in many cases, the better the relationship can get and develop because we're actually having the conversations that we need to have when we need to have it. Point number six, it is time to empower, encourage, and challenge your team rather than direct your team. As I alluded to just before, when we were talking about the year of the coach way back at uh, back in the day at Telstra. Uh, a lot of the sales uh, directors and sales leaders across the country at Telstra back back then believe they were doing some fantastic coaching work and mentoring. But in actual fact, what they were doing is directing their team. So they were making all the decisions. They were uh, telling their teams what to do and sitting back and thinking, wow, I'm a fantastic leader. What I learned from that process and was a fantastic learning curve for me because I worked out what was working and what wasn't working. But I also started to get some mentoring around that time to understand that the only way to get great performance that turns into sustainable performance is to try and create not only an encouraging environment, But a challenging environment where people can be edified to make their own decisions. They can start to create some autonomy, and they can actually start to get it in, get to the point where mistakes are okay to be made because they're not going to be criticised and condemned for making them, as long as we are moving forward and as long as we are learning from them. So this is what we need to do as leaders. We need to encourage our team to push the boundaries. We need to encourage encourage our team to challenge the way we're doing things, come up with new ideas, and don't just accept things as they are. Challenge them to create new ideas and maybe challenge the the business in terms of how we're doing things because they may well have some ideas that could unlock the potential of the organization. And if it's being stifled by a sales leader who is just simply being directional, then uh, shame on the organization because it's actually going to stifle their growth. So let's see how we can empower, challenge, and encourage our team rather than direct them. Uh, Point number seven. It is time to step back and create space for others to step up. It is time to create other leaders. Now, I have this conversation all the time with leadership programs, and I ask the question, and it's a very direct question. I say, guys, what is the core purpose of you being a great leader? And many people come up with lots and lots of different answers, but eventually we get around to the fact that the real key purpose of being a leader and being an exceptional leader is to identify and create and encourage other leaders to the point where your role becomes redundant. So in order to do that, we've got to give opportunities for people to step up. Now, are they going to step up and do as good a job as you are right now? Probably not, although you might have some uh, people who are outliers that might be able to do some fantastic work and uh, literally you've caught lightning in a bottle that you didn't know was there, but you've got to be able to create this opportunity where people can step up, which means that as a leader, we need to also Start to learn to step back. Remembering it is not about us, never has been and never will be. So start to think about who is your likely successor? Who do you have in your team who if you, at a pinch, tomorrow or the next day had to take a week off or two weeks off or God forbid, a month off, who would be the person who could take over your team? And would the team suffer or would the team prosper? So start to think about who is it in your team who can take over from you. And point number eight, the last point before we wrap up, it is time to do the right thing, regardless of how you feel, instead of trying to do things right. Now, talk about this all the time to leaders. Leadership is an evolution rather than it being a revolution. So there's a lot of testing and measuring. There's a lot of practice. There's a lot of mistakes that are going to be made. But if you keep focusing on doing the right thing and understand you're not going to get it right all the time, then at least you know what your intention is and you'll be moving forward anyway. The other thing about this as well is people are going to be watching you. And if they watch you having a crack, knowing that you're not doing it perfectly, or in fact, they see you making mistakes, but you own it then guess what? You've now given them permission to do exactly the same thing and everybody can start to learn and start to develop rather than walking around on eggshells trying to make sure we get things right because that is not a great environment for long-term sustainable success. So as Dwight Eisenhower said, and we'll wrap up with this, he said, the supreme quality for leadership is unquestionably integrity. Without it, no real success Is possible, So it is time to change the course of history. And the question I want to ask you and leave you with is, are you up for it? So as we begin the brand new week, some things to think about in relation to are you becoming or can you become the leader that your team needs to be rather than just focusing on the things that your team needs you to do. So as a key reminder, if you'd like to have a conversation about potentially working together and having me work with your team as well, love to have a conversation with you. Simply go to leadwithdarren.com. Pick a time we'll jump on Zoom, have a conversation about where you're at, what you're looking to achieve for yourself as a sales leader, but also if there's anything I can help you with in relation to your team and helping your team extract their maximum sales potential, uh, we can map out a plan and start executing that plan ASAP. So very much looking forward to that conversation. It's great to be back after a three-week hiatus, and as always, look forward to sharing with you on the very next episode of the Exceptional Sales Leader Podcast. All the best.